Hello, everyone. Maayang Adlao. Welcome back to Philippine Excellent Wellness. In our last episode, we spoke with Brian Gonzalez of Gonzalez Chiropractic, who spoke to us about the importance of spinal health. Please take a listen if you have an opportunity. Our opening and closing track for season two is Help Me by Richie. For this month's episode, Philippine Excellent Wellness is excited to present Breakdancing and Wellness with Adrian Ace Harberta and Bea Lesaka. Being married to a break dancer and also being a dancer, I'm personally thrilled to provide this one to you all. I'm Cheryl Sampson Ramirez. My chosen pronouns are she, her, sha. I'm ethnically Visayan and Chinese, currently streaming from the traditional territories and still living Chumash, Tongva, and Kich people, colonially known as Los Angeles. Philippine X in Wellness's vision is to support the wellness of the Philippine X community through resource sharing, podcast streams, and partnerships with professionals and organizations in order to live healthier, happier, and more fulfilling lives. If you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us at Philippine X in Wellness with a P, ending with an X in Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter via the handle at Philippine X, the letter N, the word well, followed by the letters N and S. We honor this safe space by asking everyone to speak and listen respectfully from your heart throughout our time together. This pre-recorded session can be accessed through our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel and on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and follow us. As always, We'll be sure to share any questions that you have sent us via our Instagram stories beforehand within our episodes. Please keep in mind that anything that is discussed is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to be medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner for your particular condition, especially before starting any exercise or new health program. Philippine X in Wellness was, was formed to provide a dialogue around topics that affect the wellness of our community. We're here to also highlight Philippine X individuals and organizations that are actively doing wellness work. Without further ado, today's guest speakers are Adrian Ace Harburda and Bea Lasaka. Hi. Adrian Ace Harberda is a Filipino-American who works supporting students and families in the school district with academic, mental health, and housing support. He is a Los Angeles b-boy legend due to his accolades and in the b-boy scene as a competitor in the ciphers and as a judge since 1991. Bea started as a b-girl in 2003 and has performed internationally as competitor guest and judge ever since. She was part of Funk Roots B-Boy and Crew and the world-renowned Philippine All-Stars. Bea has traveled around the world, including Nepal, China, India, Morocco, the US, and more, to judge, mentor, and also learn from different cultures and teachers. Currently, she teaches dance from prep to high school at Headway School for Giftedness and is the creative head of Beast House Pole and Aerial Dance Studio. We would like to welcome to Philippine Exton Wellness for the first time, Ace and Bea. What's up, you two? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and Ace, um, if I'm mispronouncing your name, can you um, pronounce it correctly for our audience, our uh, listeners? Oh, uh, my last name is Harberta. Harberta. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm uh and French Canadian. That's the French Canadian side. Got it. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. And um just wanted to say uh do you have to like have a one or two syllable name to be a B-boy or a B-girl like <laughs> Riman or Orb or Asia or Free? Um shout out to One Love who who's Bay is staying with right now by the way. <clears throat> And um, 
And now I'm shouting out some of the homies and my favorites right here. So, you know, got to always do shout outs when it comes to hip hop, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, so um, Ace jumped right into it. But something that we always start off with in our episodes is asking our guests where your uh, family is currently from in the Philippines through your parents' lineage. So, um, both sides and where are you currently streaming from if, in case that's different from where you're residing well my family is just actually from metro manila i think we have a few provinces but i'm we're not we haven't really gone there so mostly manila based but i am now actually streaming from la baby what's up what's good la <laughs> welcome welcome yeah for my for myself uh my mom's had a family they're from the uh, Arawak provinces in central Brazil. Um, and yeah, I'm streaming from LA. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Bea, you know, you're the first guest on our podcast from the Philippines, and, and we're excited to expand our reach to the homelands. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully we have more. So I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Two of you have different and unique backgrounds that I'd like to explore within the world of breakdancing. So um, we usually like to open up with an origin story of our guests. Did it start with a ghetto blaster on some cardboard and Adidas tracksuits with thick shoelaces? Or um, maybe was it something else? So um, what got you both into breakdancing? Yeah, uh, for me, I was originally... uh... It was a West Coast house, which is uh, a little bit different from the house that uh, most people know now. And uh, I was doing that for about a year. And then we were up uh, in uh, a festival called Philippine Weekend over in Delano uh, that happens every summer. And during that, there was a battle that broke out. uh, And one of them, one of the Cruise was a dangerous image from San Jose, and they were a choreography group, but they breaked. And uh, so, really, it was an eye-opening moment. And the very next day, we were off down the path of breaking. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, it was just a whole new direction. we were, and I've been locked in ever since. Yeah, yeah that, that that was my life-changing moment. What about you, Bea? I was actually visiting my family in Toronto one time, and I didn't have anything back then. I was just a regular kid, you know. I was about, like, 13, 14. I didn't have nothing, but I've always wanted to do something extreme. So me and my cousins were watching TV, and I saw this guy who was on his head, and my cousin, who turned out to be a B-boy, and he did Kung Fu in Toronto, was like, oh, that's a headstand. I was like, what? I didn't know that you had names for that. So he told me about breaking and stuff. So when I got back home to the Philippines, I started looking for studios or whatever that could offer offer me hip-hop classes and all that. So I found one. It was like a contemporary studio, but they had like everyone, every film knew about that studio. It was called Air Dance. I found it. I did the summer workshop. It was like a month long. Then I did the recital. Then after that, I got way into it. And I went there every Saturdays, every weekends. And when I was like probably around 16, I started going out to clubs. My first club experience was actually with the B-Boys from that studio. And I just got really into it. And I started battling in club. I started ciphering, then battling, then... You know, I got out of the studio and really experienced it, the culture in itself. So that's that was when I started traveling and realized that there was so much more to the dance in itself. So, yeah, that was how it started for me. I think it's interesting that you both had origin stories outside of the cities that you live in. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounded like you both got exposure stepping outside of your natural environment. Um also, both of you incorporate breakdancing into your wellness and exercise routines to stay healthy, young, and fit. Um, mm-hmm. Bea, you also train in other forms of dance. So how often do you both train? And what role does breakdancing play in your current wellness routine? 
Well, for me, back in now, since I'm on vacation, I'm training on and off, but I still go to a few classes out here. But when I'm back home, we train almost every day. I go to the gym. I have a personal coach, and we are my our, my gym is like right like five steps away from our studio. So after the gym, we chill for a little bit, then go straight to the studio. We train dance, pole, and aerial. If I don't have shooting, I just gonna I'm just gonna go do that for the whole month. But then, um, since I also teach breaking, I have to, uh, I have to, but I teach kids. So it's like, it's easier because it's the basic, the foundation, you know, but for me to be a little, I don't really compete as much right now because I have so much responsibilities back home now, but I still try to like incorporate new moves, new styles, really brush up on my power and stuff. And, you know, just really, because right, like for me now, I appreciate the details in breaking, like something that for me. For me, I love everything. The devil is in the details. So I'm with with what I prefer now. It's like deeper the style. It's not. I love, of course, power moves and all that. But for me, uh, I'm I'm really trying to like deepen the style that I've always had. So, and it really it helps me look into more my more into myself because since I'm doing so much more different styles of genres, my foundation is all over the place now. So. Uh, it helps me, like it centers me because incorporating all these dances, all these styles, it's creating something new even for me that help keeps me grounded yet motivated with the potential of the new styles I can come up with. You know, because when we do pole, it's in pleaser heels, it's like eight inch heels. But when I break, it's basically the same thing, just flexing my foot. So it's the same same thing, but not really. And it keeps me more creative, and it helps me become creative, and you know. It helps me realize more potentials with everything that I do back home. Wow, it's interesting that you're mixing styles of dance, but yet they're all influencing each other. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. What about your training schedule, Ace? What does that look like? Uh, well, I mean, for me, you know, there's a, a daily practice. I mean, I go to the gym, but then uh, at my home, we... I have a very supportive wife. Uh, we we built a studio at the back of my house. So, uh, you know, I essentially go through my bedroom door and I'm now in the studio right now. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> we call it our multi-purpose room. Uh, so it's a very big room uh, with some great wooden floors, mirrors, and uh you know couches and tv so you know we, we use it for family things but then we have our treadmill and i have all my weights and everything here also so uh there's you know pretty regular uh training one form or fashion whether it be coming up stretching plyometrics uh weights treadmill and the dance uh you know i have some different friends that come through uh, sometimes some young dancers come through to practice. And then from there, I, I think, uh, you know, a common theme for anyone who's been in the dance for a while is to just share. So, you know, as far as that, the whole mentoring side of it, uh, I don't teach dance classes, but wherever I practice and whenever I'm with other dancers, uh, you know, there, there's just always a mentorship and a share, you know, a level of sharing. It, it's, you know, that's the way I've always looked at it. If it's something that they can't apply or they, that doesn't really move them, I always kind of put out that disclaimer, like, don't worry, you know, this is just something I see. Uh, if you want to try it, if you don't want to try it, you know, I, I'm always just going to be transparent and try to offer what, what I see that, that you may have, may not see or may have a thought of yet. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, I understand it, if it's uh, something that you don't necessarily want to use, that they're just ideas, like brainstorming. Right, right. And how many years have you both been breakdancing? Uh, well, since 1991, so uh, going on 31 years now. Well, with me, uh, I started in 2003. Oh, 03 till infinity. So it's been Sweet. a minute for me too. Sweet. Well, you can't talk about breakdancing without talking about cruise. So let's hear a little yeah. bit more about your cruise. 
failure with Funk Roots and with Philippine All Stars and eighth year with Master Movements. For those of um, you know our listeners who are like not too familiar with your cruise, can you tell us more about which cruise you represent and yeah, a little bit more about them? We'll start with Bea. Uh, my original b-boy crew was funk roots crew we were a straight up b-boy crew for battling and cyphers but uh for philippine all-stars it was more of a choreo based crew uh we did all styles hip-hop uh street styles and that's where i actually learned how to do how to compete do corporate shows like that was my main introduction to the industry as a performer and philippine all-stars was competing all over the world um I was like in, I was like the second, the 2.5 batch of the group, but we, I've known, I've known the OGs of that group because there were also B-boys and B-girls too. So we would jam at a club, but because I didn't, for me, it was so different to do choreography than breaking because it was freestyle. So for me to, I had to transition how to learn to do other movements and I wasn't a technical dancer back then. So uh, in All Stars, you had to do a, a bit of jazz, and depending on the, what the gig was. So, yeah, um, I, I, so I'm still I I've left those. I'm still part of that crew by heart right now, but since I'm more focused on my acting career and running our studio, but they will always be like a huge part of my career, my dance career. Yeah. And you, Ace? Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, for me. Uh like a Master Movements crew, but uh, Master Movements was in the 80s. And then I was in a group called Boys in Style uh, from Delano, and then they had a Palm Springs uh, little chapter. That's where I was living at the time. And uh, so they had changed the name from Master Movements to Boys in Style for the following generations. And then uh, when we went back to breaking, we had asked permission from the first generation if we can use the master movement's name and they gave uh, permission so we went back under the umbrella of master movements uh, again and uh, you know we also uh, do things uh, uh, with uh, and are very close with our brothers from soul control uh, and so we've done things as soul movements also Sweet, sweet. So shout out to your crews. Always love for the fam. Um, I wanted to actually talk to you both about what drives you to train when it's rough. I know I dabbled in trying to learn some foundational breakdancing techniques, and I thought it was one of the toughest styles ever, right? And some of our listeners, they might be wanting to train in breakdancing, but maybe there there might be challenges for them, like not being able to do a move or like just say, yeah, I can't do this and call it quits. When when you're training or when you got into breakdancing, what drove you to just keep going and mastering the move? Well, I mean, for me, anyone who is on, on the video that you have uh, of me, uh, of the documentary, even my first teacher said I was like the worst dancer that he's <laughs> ever met. Like I, I was really the last person he ever thought would do something uh, in dance, but no one can judge your heart. If, if it's something that, that moves you, then no matter where your skill level is or your aptitude at the beginning, uh, those who have desire and passion for anything, uh, much less just dance, but anything, uh, you you know, sky's limit for you. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was really the the least likely to succeed uh, person, but you know, for me, I believed in myself. Uh, and regardless of however far I got in dance, that wasn't the point. The point was doing something that made me happy and that I was passionate about. And no matter what, you, you don't lose uh, when, when you go after your passions. Uh, so, so for me, I would say that to anybody who has interest and no matter what your aptitude is, don't let anyone tell you. And, 
you know, and don't be discouraged if, if you don't get at the beginning because it's, it's the journey. You know, it, it, it's really the journey of going after your own goals. Uh, and however far you get, like, you know, it, that just kind of happens along the way. Uh, so, uh, I, sorry, I got a little lost in the question, but but really that that touched a part of me when, you know, when you brought up people, you know, that, that might be having a hard time or worried or whatever it may be, uh, because that's always going to be a special part. And even in the documentary, you'll hear my teacher, my first, you know, he's a, one of my best friends. Uh, and, and he even admitted that himself. And he tells me all the time how proud he is of my accomplishments and who I've affected in the dance scene uh, because of how, how hard it was for me in my roots. Sweet. What about you, Bea? Well, for me, when I started, I just really wanted to show off you know, it was like there were only a few girls back home who did this during when I started. And I was like, oh, I, this is cool, you know. But as I got into it deeper, you know, what drove me was actually hip hop and breaking open so many doors for me. Like I got to meet so many people I looked up to. I got to do so many opportunities that I would just have dreamed of. And I got to travel. And that was actually my drive because like if this if hip hop and breaking could do this for me, I could actually play it forward and have it, you know, be like especially in the Philippines, there's so many talented dancers, but they don't know how to um direct their talent. But with with this, you know, like this could be like a good like hip hop could be a good medium, especially if you already have the skills. It could be a really good medium to, you know, achieve the dreams. You know, that would that's what actually is driving me now. Until now. Yeah. And both of you also chose a style of dance that uh, that people also are intimidated by because maybe the word breakdancing might make them feel like they might break something. So what, are, what do you both do uh, for injury prevention since it's really hardcore dance style? Cool. I, I guess I can <laughs> lead off with that. Uh, for me, yeah you know whether whether it be uh you know taking proteins you know really we're athletes uh so I, you know for me i go into the whole thought process uh like an athlete uh you know from what i'm eating uh before after uh you know th there's a training session uh taking proteins uh you know after a workout uh, or, or while I'm dancing, uh, having, you know, having that along with me. Uh, I have co cold compresses in the freezer, uh, you know, to ice down uh, after after breaking, uh, you know, because really just in a injury prevention, you know, stretching out and warming up uh, well before I even get started uh, and not just jumping straight into, you know, those types of things. So, the, the, those are a lot of things that I really just try to uh, focus and incorporate into it because, you know, really, we're, we're extreme athletes. Right. That's for sure. Bea, do you have, like, similar methods? Well, when I was breaking actively, you know, I didn't really know anything about health, wellness, and, and fitness. So I didn't... I always had injuries. I always had bruises everywhere. I didn't eat right. But now that I'm more mature, um, I'm more uh, that I'm aware now of how to take care of my body, like longevity, especially this is my career. I get paid with with my talent, you know, with my body. I, you know, especially in my studio, it's a pole and aerial dance studio. And most of my friends are accredited uh, ex-pole um uh, teacher, so we all have proper stretching, which I'm familiar now too, which I incorporate in all my training. And you know, when I teach now, that's what I try to. I I tell them like, aside from doing the tricks, we really have to warm up, and you know, you have to take care of your body, sleep right, recovery. Before I would never have done massages. I was like, that's too much. It's like so bougie, but I understand now how that's like a really integral part of the whole recovery process so i can perform better and i'm actually much stronger now than i was when i was in my 20s 
and I look younger now than before because I eat better too. I've been pescetarian for like eight years, you know. So everything it's becoming more of a holistic process for me. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, like it, this is something like over the years, uh, you know, this is like certainly all the things that I'm doing now, the the layers, the cold, you know, the things that are in the freezer, and uh, you know, those are things that just you, you add to your tool your toolbox uh, over the year. Like I, I'm a constant student, always looking for new ways, you know, uh, infrared heat pads. Like, you know, just for me, it's a, it's an endless uh, journey of finding uh, ways of health and wellness, uh, finding good acupuncturists uh, for the more, you know, the more extreme uh, aches and pains and whatever it may be. How, you know, just whatever compact chiropractor, you know, just like it, they're all open. And I'm, I'm always just trying to find ways to uh, improve, you know, with that and vitamins. And, you know, I imagine there'll be more things later on that are discovered. Uh, and, and that's cool because no matter what, you know, for me, I, I love the process of just forever remaining a student. All right, let's transition into inspirations. So if you both could identify one inspiring B-boy and B-girl in the scene who inspired you, uh, who is that and why? And if that's too hard, you can go up to three. <laughs> and why don't we start for this one with Bea? Well, when I was actively competing and battling, I really look up to B-girl beta of Ground Zero Crew. Because I was the only girl in my crew, too. And usually, it would just be four of them battling a whole bunch of guys. And I was like, that was us back home. I was that G. But um, after I got into the entertainment industry back home, I really looked up to Sofia Botella. Because she does so much. Like, she did, she really did well in transitioning from being just a B-girl to actually being an A-list actress, which is what which resonates with me so much because that's what I'm doing back home and hoping globally soon, you know? And for real life shit, I really look up to my big sister, Wen Love. I'm staying at her place right now and I've known her for years and she's always been G. She taught me so much about life. Shit, I'm about to cry, but she's like, like real life shit and how she passes on the hip hop culture to her kids, her family and She's just legit. She she just gets it. And that's what I try to bring to the table back home. Like, you don't have to be always, like, just breaking on the floor, touching the floor to be hip-hop. You are hip-hop. You are a B-girl in itself, in yourself, you know? So that's what I try to emulate in my everyday life. So those three for me. That's it. Uh, for, for myself, uh, I mean, if it dance, you know, he... He's not a b-boy, uh, but the, my first inspiration was the my my friend, close friend, Ernell, uh, who who spoke in that documentary about how I was the last person he ever thought. But he's the one that really planted the seed in my heart at the beginning. Uh, I saw him dance. I had zero interest in dance before I saw him. He was going to actually teach my brother, who was a talented dancer. And uh, I saw him and I was just hooked. I nagged him for weeks and weeks before he finally even just gave me an opportunity and said, I'm okay. I'm going to teach you one step. You learn that step and then I'll teach you another. So first, first and foremost, uh, you know, he was my first inspiration that just planted dance in my heart that I just changed my life. I was like, I'm doing that no matter what. And I'm going to bother you until you give in. Uh, second would be Storm. Uh, we were breaking, but as far as the first time his tape came out and saw all the levels, the technicalities of power and style, back rocks, footwork, and just the creativity. And it was the first, he was the first B-boy that I really resonated and said, oh, you, it's just like dance, like that I did before to where you, your creativity, like there's no boundaries. 
there's no boundaries in breaking. Uh, you can just do whatever funny, weird, like out of the box thing and, and do that in breaking. And, and you can put your own personality, your own weird little twist. And there's just so much to it. Like he, he was a, a large inspiration to me and, and many to where it really just broadened our horizon, horizons at the time. Uh, because, you know, when I was coming up, there wasn't a lot out there. Uh, you know, we were looking at breaking and Beach Street as examples. We heard about crews in another area, but we didn't see them. It wasn't until like the first Radiotron and first B-Boy Summit and all that, that we actually had a big event that a bunch of different crews went to. We're like, oh my God, like there are crews from these different areas and we're all in the same place showing what we can do right now. But that was that was a, a, a couple of years into us breaking. It was really a labor of love to where it was like urban myths about other crews at that time. It was crazy how we just were so passionate and kept going, even though we didn't hear, see any other crews, like uh, it, it's still beyond me. Uh, so yeah, when his tape came out, it was like very eye-opening and took a whole nother level of inspiration for myself. Sweet. Thank you both for um, just sharing your mentors and those individuals that inspired you both and I think we're actually at a good first half so just wanted to say that we're grateful to have you both here Bea and Ace to talk to our community about breakdancing and wellness. This has been an informative first half so far. Uh, thank you all for joining us for season two of Philippine X in Wellness. We're talking with Adrian Ace Harberda and Bea Lasaka. Please stay tuned. Feel free to take a quick stretch, refill your water or tea. We'll be right back after this quick break.
my spare time I'd rather tear off Rather than put wear and tear on my spine With BioWare Mind So power movements is very bare minimal Just basic foundational footwork is essential still I wanna reach my potential skill And avoid hypertension still That's intentional And to make my skill pension full So that when anyone mentions ill We'll have to mention L Scatterbrain, dark bomb brain Scatterrack from foundation And the numerous cat believe that Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to Philippine Exfin Wellness. You were just listening to the remix of Believers of the True School by L. Scatter, beats by Silent Sean. You can help support them both by following them on Instagram at L. Scatter and at Silent John, J-O-H-N. L. Scatter is a part of the veteran rap quartet Numerous, whose EP components is available for download at numerousmusic.com. You can also find El Scatter's music on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Apple Music. Silent John is also one of the members of the Boom Bap Kids, which you can also follow on Twitch. Mad support to our Philippine X musicians out there laying down the tracks. Returning from our break, we've been talking with Bea and Ace about breakdancing and wellness. So we know that breakdancing originated in the South Bronx. I'm not sure if there were any Philippine X folks there during the time. But now when we look at that scene, there's many Filipino uh, B-boys and B-girls rocking the ciphers, judging and performing such as yourselves. The Philippine All-Stars is a good example of demonstrating its reach and prominence. I remember upon one of my visits to the Philippines in 2005, I have a fond memory of watching young people breakdancing on a dirt road from our jeepney coming from Rojas City to my dad's town, Mambusao, in the province and just being blown away about how widespread it got. How did you all personally experience the spread of breakdancing with the Philippine ex-diaspora since it's now an Olympic global sport? And can you talk about the representation that you've witnessed from our community within the dance sport? So in the Bronx, there probably was a Pinoy somewhere there back in the 80s, breaking with them, but we're not sure. But back in the Philippines, you know, breaking is so widespread because of the U.S. basis. Um, some of my friends actually back in the 80s, they would teach me how they got into it. And they would tell me that it was because of their soldier friends that th- taught them about hip hop music, breaking dance moves, you know, and all that. And honestly, when we were when I was back in All Stars, we would teach all over the Philippines, like the furthest regions and stuff and they would actually do the moves we haven't even thought like they don't know it's breaking but they already do it um i feel like because the philippines in itself is very much similar to the bronx like the grit and the energy so it's just it's so universal and so primal that even the filipinos who know nothing about hip-hop or breaking they just do it you know because it feels right you know just touching the floor and going off especially the Filipinos love to party, love good music, love to dance. So I think it's culturally, you know, it's just innate. And for the Filipinos all over the world, like we see them everywhere, like especially since breaking is going to be an Olympic sport, we see the big names. We got um, we got some homeboys like Ronnie and Dizzy trying to really, especially Dizzy is helping a lot back home in the Philippine scene, trying to build up the b-boy scene to be as competitive as they can for Paris, you know, so it's very like for me like seeing it and it's for me it's like a moment of like finally it's coming to that because especially filipinos have had a huge part in the development of breaking bay area b-boys you know uh before coming here to the states i was judging with Pikit picasso who was also in rock city you know he's an og he does rap music back home now but a lot of people back home don't even know his history you know so for me it's the perfect time like everyone They've been doing it for a while, but they don't know the history. And it's time like the old, the, the G's, you know, they educate, start educating. So people are more knowledgeable when they do what they do back home. So, yeah. Are you good? Yeah. Uh, for myself, I mean, as 
from the very beginning for me, uh, you know, it, it was all Filipinos, uh, Philippine weekend, uh, all the uh, breakers that I knew of were uh, up in the Bay, up in San Jose, and all that, and that's a full Filipino community. Uh, and they were amazing, uh, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of it died out over there, but there were, there's just been B-boys and breakers for, you know, as long as I, you know, tracing the roots, the history, talking with uh, the originals from Master Movements, uh, the stories of them in the 80s and their influences and uh, up and down the coast, uh, you know, on the West Coast. And then even stories of him going to uh, the Philippines and a club in the 80s and thinking that they didn't know and a, a whole bunch of breakers, a whole bunch of b-boys jumped out in the Philippines at a club and were amazing and, and the shock that he had, uh, even as good as they were. So for as long, you know, just hearing all these stories of Filipinos and my own experiences, uh, you know, from near the very beginning, I've heard many stories of amazing b-boys both here and even in the Philippines. Yeah, it's, cr it's crazy how it's been like global impact and a global reach, you know, not just affecting, uh, impacting our community, but also other communities throughout the world. And, and I guess the U.S. has a presence, both positively and negatively. And in this way, it's been a positive one, right? But um, let's kind of switch gears. And I want to hear more about the work that you both have done in the community as mentors, because what I really respect about you both in inviting you on this episode was not only your dedication to the breakdancing community, but also your contribution in spreading this dance form as a form of education and service. Um, Bea, I met you randomly, you know, out of all places in Nepal. I mean, how often do you meet a B-girl from the Philippines in Nepal, right? <laughs> Through our involvement with All The Way Live. And um, shout out again to the ATWL All The Way Live family in the Bay Area. If For those of you that are un unaware of it, they're an amazing foundation based in the Bay Area that spreads hip hop dance globally to marginalized and oppressed communities. And Ace, I think we talked about meeting through an open house, but maybe also Juice back in the day when they had sessions near MacArthur Park. Um, we'll, we'll take a look at those clips that you both shared. Um, and for our viewers, uh, you'll be able to watch it via our YouTube channel. So let's just take a glance first at Ace, uh, your clip, and then we'll transition into Bea's. Please leave a message after the tone. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. A lot of people are dancing to perform and to perform for others, but mainly to perform for others to either burn them or to humiliate them or to show how great they are. With Ace, I always had the feeling that it's much more that he wants to show you how good it feels when he does something, you know? Ace as a dancer, when I first met him, man, he could not dance. He's not even learned the basic, basic, you know, two-step or anything like that. I mean, this guy could not dance. One of the worst persons I've ever had to teach in my life, I'll tell you that. It's hard to believe that because he's such a good dancer now, but I'm telling you, it's all his persistence and his hard work. And he, when he sets his mind to something, Ace will get it. That's one of his biggest, like, strongest quality. When he set out to do something, he will go after it, and he won't stop until he gets it. I guess that's what makes Ace the b-boy that he is today. Uh, but we certainly hope he feels better soon. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. My name is Adrian Harberta. People call me Ace. I'm a member of the Master Movements crew. I'm considered a Los Angeles b-boy legend 
because I've been repping the dance scene and have taught many influential b-boys over the years since I began in 1991. I work in the Los Angeles Unified School District. I currently work serving students and families in the foster care system and families that are experiencing homelessness. My job is to keep track of the progress of my students and to communicate and provide support to both my students, faculty, staff, and families. And for me, this is what I do weekly, is my little treasure box. And they know if they have perfect attendance for the week, they get to come in and pick one from these many, you know, these different types of airplanes, you know, tiger, cheetah, glow-in-the-dark bouncy balls. They, the fan favorite, the sticky hands. This, this is for my March challenge. All students who end up having perfect attendance in March, they, they get a stuffed toy. So I walk out to class, I let them know. Uh, you know, we go through our rally of not missing even one day. We count the days Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let's count the days Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, in the next few hours, there's a donation place where I got these. one of the, these big guys for the end of the year challenge. Teaching takes a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of patience and it also takes a lot of experience. You know what I'm saying? So Ace as a teacher is like underrated. He's taught me how to move differently. He's taught me how to think optimistically on the floor. Let the music be one with me, man. He's taught me how to just be better overall in my game as a b-boy. watching Ace interact with different people, uh, even people that we don't know, or maybe that want to get to know us. I've, I've seen him just open his door. I've seen him open up his heart to people and share, give, and um, man, just be that real big brother that we all need, you know? Ace never stopped playing, and he never stopped creating that feeling. It's the feeling of the dance, and not that he wants to shine somewhere. And that makes a big difference. That's why also when he signs in at contests or when he's going to jams or something, he's not going there because he wants to win. He's going there mainly because he wants to have fun and because he wants to have fun with others. And that's what I think keeps him going as well. I mean, at that age and how many injuries he had and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's a father figure, you know, teacher and an amazing man, you know what I'm saying? There's somebody that you can really look up to and plant yourself behind. And it don't have to be like a Michael Jordan or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? But this is like a local person that you can actually get in touch with. So that's saying a lot, you know, straight up. Man, when he came into my life, he just made my game all the better. And in my opinion, when it comes to the state of California or on the West Coast, Ace is everybody's teacher, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm lucky to be right next to him. The beautiful thing about dancing is that people come and go, uh, and even if they go, they come. They, they always have the opportunity to come back because it's not going anywhere. Life happens. It's really hard to keep it going. And when uh, guys who have been away for a while, they see me, they're like, God, like, how are you still doing it? I say, oh, I just still love it. I just wake up and, and I still love it. So I make time for it and they're like, oh, I wish I could. I'm like, 
Well, if you wish, just do it. It's never gone away. It's there. You just kind of put it on pause for a little bit. It's there waiting for you. And you can find, refine this joy and maybe find new elements of yourself. At the end of the day, we're a little bit different than we were when we started the day. You know, it's the same exact thing in dance as it is in life. We're ever changing. And if you take what you learned before, but now understand that, hey, I'm this new and let me do something new. And this is funky. This is wonderful. This is dynamic. You know, I found a new side of myself. And that's amazing. End of message. Wow, those were both really inspirational clips that you shared with us. Can you take an opportunity to just talk about what we were watching for our viewers and our listeners? And then maybe further talk about the ways you've integrated breakdancing into empowering and mentoring others? I can uh, lead off. Well, just for me, uh, yeah, just mentorship is just kind of... uh, well, it's part of the deal, uh, just being able to share and be part of the community. Uh, dance has been such a blessing uh, in my life that sharing, you know, even though they call it mentorship, uh, for for me, it's just being a part of. So it, it's just been a great thing. And of course, sharing it into the school districts, uh, that there's just a way to connect, uh, you know, for in particular, like attendance challenges uh, with a student who might be having a hard time that maybe, you know, there's a barrier. uh, And when there's a connection made, an inspiration and some sort of connection that is made that inspires them uh, in one form or fashion, because somehow they got, you know, like they see you through a different lens. uh, It's just opened up doors that maybe I wouldn't have been able to connect uh, with the kids in the school district, uh, you know, with, without that. It, it, it's definitely had its own layer that it has provided something that I would have had a much difficult, much more difficult time doing. Right, right. And go ahead, Bea, you look like you're about to say something. For me, when it started, it was really about paying it forward. Like the opportunities I got, you know, make it available to a whole bunch of people. And the mentoring part became part of the package, part of the responsibility of being in a position like that. You know, I had to be somewhat of a leader in my community. And, you know, at first it was it was very um, overwhelming and intimidating because who was I to lead you know, to teach these people. But as I grew older and realized, like, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, it's that, that's a gift of the art form, you know? And especially since with what I do, I, aside from our studio, I teach at a special school. It's a progressive school where we teach um, differently able kids, special Olympics. It's different people, not just kids with special needs, you know, to be able to translate breaking and movement in general. And, you know, having them realize that it's actually therapeutic. It can help them with their balance. You know, something that I would usually just take for granted. You know, just basically squatting down from a top rock to a down rock. You know, I would take that for granted. But for these kids, you know, these adults that have never had the option to try it, you know, for them to understand that. And, you know, it's actually mind-blowing that the parents would actually message you like, thank you for teaching my kid to squat finally in all in all his life and all his like 25 years of life he's finally done it you know so it's yeah. things like that that actually makes it makes the whole thing rewarding right yeah that's it for me so, so Bea talked about working with differently abled individuals 
Um, Ace, what is the demographic of the students that you are um, working with? I mean, they're, they're kindergarten through 12. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's a broad range uh, of students, uh, you know, all forms of fashion, all walks of life, uh, economic uh, backgrounds, uh, race, creed, color, uh, you know, but just dance has dance has a way of connecting, uh, you know, in your heart. And uh, in, in regards to like, you know, e even with the mentorship, uh, you know, like for me, that wasn't my original uh, thought and purpose, but it's just something that has happened over the years to where I saw people looking to me. Uh, and when, you know, I just kind of gave my insights on things, uh, you know, people replied back in and let me know how it connected with them. And then, you know, that, that leadership on my end, just that mentorship just kind of, uh, you know, grew, you know, uh, it, it certainly wasn't a planned thing. Uh, and for me, I don't take it lightly. I, I don't really, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a part of, but for, I, I, I certainly am honored when those others look to and take some sort of inspiration from, from the mentorship that I, I'm there to provide at any moment. You know, I'm there for, for anybody who has a heart for it. Right, right. So for members of our community uh, that are looking for classes, workshops, or resources, either online or wherever you are living, what are some of those resources uh, or upcoming uh, classes that you can share with us and plug? Are there other individuals or organizations that you'd also like to highlight that are teaching classes that you think um, our listeners or viewers should take? Um, so this is a time for you to shout out and uh, definitely promote some folks, including yourselves. Um, everyone, uh, I'm on vacation right now, so I'm chilling for a minute. But if you're in the Philippines, please check out our poll. It's called Beast House Poland Aerial Dance Studio. We do poll all the aerial apparatus you can think of, and I teach breaking and hip hop in that studio. If you want to book me for acting, you can actually message me or hit me up on my email. It's bealisaka at gmail.com. I can send you my acting reel, my dance reel, and yeah, I'm good. Or you can check out my Instagram too. It's at Bealisaka is that name. You can check out the things I've been doing back home in the Philippines and my vacation takes right here in LA. That's it. <laughs> Sweet. Ace? Uh, for myself, I, you know, it's just my happy place. So uh, I, I'm not currently teaching any dance classes. Uh, I just make time for my own therapeutic uh, health and wellness, uh, and, you know, show up at practices, uh, have, you know, some dancers here that come to my place to, to train. Uh, but, uh, if you ever, you know, feel free, you know, for me, I'm always open for anyone that has questions, uh, are looking for just, you know, insight, uh, my, just, just my opinion, but uh, anyone who has ever, feel free to hit me up at uh, Ace1MMC on Instagram or, uh, you know, Ace-MMC on uh, Facebook. And I'm always there and available. Other than that, like, it's, it's just my own health and wellness. Sweet. Thank you both. For our viewers, if you see us adjusting our hair or wiping our foreheads, we're um, sitting in 90 plus degree weather in LA right now. So bear with us. <laughs> Uh, before we close, we always like to ask our guests, what are your own wellness practices? So other when you're not breakdancing, how do you take care of yourself? And is there, you know, anything that you, you'd like to highlight for our guests? Uh, you know, for, for myself, uh, you know, besides just making uh, time for yourself, for me, it's spending time with family, do, doing things with family, disconnecting, uh, you know, from from social media and everything else and being able to just spend some time with the family, uh, 
being able to, you know, go out on, uh, you know, have a nice run, you know, a nice meditative stretch, uh, you know, go to a masseuse, uh, as Megan said, you know, but these are all things that you, to be able to pamper yourself, to be able to take care of yourself, their soul, mind, body, and soul, every single part uh, of you. And, and there's things that only you know about yourself that make you happy, that help you to unwind and to forget about a long day. Uh, you know, before I go to bed, I'm usually watching a cartoon, but you know, before I, before I, I, I knock out, you know, like uh, only, you know, what truly makes you happy and to that, that, that feeds your soul, my, you know, my body, spirit, all of, all of those things. So for me, I would encourage, uh, you know, diving deep into the things that make you happy and then being open to try new things uh, that you hear about that are therapeutically well. Right. For me, as much as possible, I try to go on like a mini vacation every quarter or a big one, a big vacation every six months because it helps me like not take for granted what I have at home. You know, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me like I, I, I figure out so many things for myself, keeps me refreshed so I can work 100% when I get back to Manila. Also, as much as possible, I put myself in a, I have a strict schedule, a strict regimen, even when I'm at home, especially since my work is also my passion. Try to put boundaries, like um, this, this schedule is for, this is dance, but work dance. This is for passion dance. This is for uh, strength training for my dancing. So I try to separate, like compartmentalize my life, which helps me very much so I can very much enjoy th those bits and pieces and find peace within my everyday crazy life. But also the vacation really helps. Right. I'm not mad at that. I, I, I loved traveling too. That's how we ended up in Nepal together. Well, at that plus all the way live for sure. <laughs> all right, y'all. So if any of our listeners or viewers have any additional questions should they hit you up on via social media is that the best way to dm y'all all right and one more time if you could repeat your handles it's at bea lesaka it's b-e-a-l-e-s-a-c-a -E and ace uh yeah uh ace one mmc uh as a mass movements crew on uh, Instagram and ACMMC uh, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, be found. I'm sure I can be found even under Adrian or Bert, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, they can reach me those ways. Sweet. Thank you both, really, for talking to our community about breakdancing and wellness. We're so honored to have featured you both on our podcast for National Wellness Month. We're excited to witness how your journey continues to unfold and are here to support you as your Philippine ex and wellness family. And to our listeners, look out for our next session that will air next month. We'll be featuring Sherry Young of the Art Form Studio, who will talk to our community about hair, beauty, and self-care for National Self-Care Awareness Month. Um, stay tuned for the dates. We'll be posting it on our Instagram profile um and yes y'all because self-care is wellness do you either of you have any last words for our listeners or our viewers nope you good okay yeah you know i would just encourage to uh seek your passions like they said find your boundaries uh you know find no matter how uh busy your life is there's a way to find balance uh amongst the craziness and to you know still be able to make time you know and, and i always say because people always ask how after all these years and working school district and a family and all that how how am i still able to keep doing it and i always tell them you know you don't find time you make time so the things that are important to you, all of it is possible. You, you, you may have to cut out some other things that are lower on the list of important, but there's always a way to make time for yourself and your passions. Wise words, Ace. Thank you so much. 
And as we close, again, we'd like to thank our uh, guest speakers, Bea Lasaka and Adrian Ace Harberta, our social media strategist, Kathleen Torrio, our design and beat maker, Richie, for your consent to use your tracks on our show, El Scatter and Silent John for consent to use your remix track, Believers of the True School, that you heard during our break. Our advisors, Allison De La Cruz, Rianne De Los Reyes, and Safo Tialogo. Our community partners is Filipino American Life, SoCal Filipinos, and Trek Table, and really all of our community members for your shares and support. As always, we'll share more about our guest speakers' offerings on our Instagram stories and highlights for permanent access with any of their upcoming events. Be sure to follow us at Philippine X in Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, at Apple Podcasts and on Twitter at Philippine X, the letter N, well, followed by the letters N and F. Don't forget to continue to hit the subscribe button and on our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel. Thank you always for believing in us. Be well, everyone. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. Daghang salamat.